Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with News and Views from the Nefarium on Thursday, November 14th, 2019. It's already November. I mean, this year has flown by. Um, just a little update. We are having a vid chat tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock. Um, this will be the third one this month. I've kind of uh, doubled up on vid chats this month and next month uh, for the holidays uh, because there will be a long period where both Daniel and I are going to be kind of uh, away from uh, the website over the holidays. Um, I will have news and views, and I will have the blogs, but I won't be doing vid chats from, let's say, Christmas up to about um, Epiphany around January the 6th. So anyway, and also I've been having a cold. We had a snap of bad weather move in. I mean, really cold weather. And I'm suffering from a bit of a cold. So if I sneeze and sniffle during the vid chat today, you'll know what's going on. I was I was down and out for the count for the last four days. Uh, Tuesday, it really hit me. So I, you know, I laid in bed and drank water and chicken soup. So anyway, now today's vid chat, or pardon me, today's news and views is about the subject of disaster capitalism and my suspicions that it may be uh, coming to Australia. And disaster capitalism is basically the idea that you use or promote a disaster to buy up land on the cheap and drive people out of their businesses and homes. And certainly this has been my model of interpretation for the California fires and now we're seeing fires in New South Wales in Australia. And uh, pardon me, I have an interesting article here that really got me to thinking. And another article that I'll be linking about uh, the California insurance aid, uh, business, homeowners insurance business. And this is very, very disturbing to me. Uh, the first article is titled, New South Wales Bushfires, Three Charged for Stealing Equipment as Police Probe Suspicious Blazes. And this was sent to me by one of our um, Australian members. We have quite a few members on this website in Australia. And I found this article rather intriguing because of two very short things that it says, that, without much further explanation, and then a picture. And it's the picture that really sent my suspicion meter into the red zone. Now, I am not saying that these fires in Australia, at least all of them, are uh, deliberately set. But it certainly appears, according to this article, that some of them may have been. And most of these fires also, incidentally, are occurring around the greater Sydney area. So, in other words, this is not a uh, relatively unpopulated region. Um, let me read here the key points of this article and then two very short paragraphs. And then I want to show you a picture if I can make this picture, uh, be seen on the camera. The key points are quote, police have charged two men with stealing firefighting equipment and another with impersonating an emergency services officer. Seven suspicious fires, including the ones that have closed in around homes in the North Sydney suburb of Turramurra are being investigated. And the New South Wales, I guess it's Rural Fire Service, said at least 50 homes were damaged in blazes on Tuesday. Now, scrolling down in this article, and I'll link it for you, 
there's two more paragraphs here that really, really have me wondering what the heck is going on. Police officers at Lismore charged two men after they were found with emergency service paraphernalia, including New South Wales Rural Fire Service uniform patches, documentation, equipment, and helmets. And I'm skipping one short paragraph here. And then New South Wales police and fire investigators made a public appeal for more information regarding fires that may have been deliberately lit. So in other words, there are people with the documentation, the uniforms, the correct uniform patches of the New South Wales uh, Rural Fire Service. So in other words, inside job, intelligence plant, who knows? But the, right away, there's something suspicious about these fires in Australia, and they're hitting homes. And this is what really caught my eye, folks. And this is a pattern for those of you who, like me, watched the California fires over the last few years. We began noticing all of these anomalies. Houses being burnt to the ground, buildings being burnt to the ground, while in the immediate environs, we find trees, shrubs, bushes, and so on that are not burnt in close proximity to those buildings. And in the most recent California fires, we saw the example of houses being burnt where it appears that the fire began electrically at the junction box from the power line to the house, okay? So in other words, there's something about these fires that is anomalous, and there's no clue as yet, in these fires in New South Wales, in Australia, that the same thing is going on, except for this picture in the article that, I'm, that I will link for you. You can go to the article and look at it. And I'm going to hold that up there, and hopefully you can see it. There's a house in Australia, in New South Wales, burning. But look over here. You find the brush itself, the plants, are not burning. So how do you have a brush fire where the brush itself isn't burning and the house is? This is my problem. And this is the only hint in this article that so far that I can tell, and it's the only hint that I've been able to find in the Australian press, that something else may be going on akin to what we've seen in California. All right? So we have the suspicion by the police that somebody with the proper uniforms, the proper documentation may have gone in and deliberately set the fires. Now, let's put that aside because that's argument number one for disaster capitalism. Now, argument number two is this excellent article by a lady by the name of Jenny Jane from the Organic Prepper website. It's quite a long article. I will link it on this video so that you can read this article because uh, it's, very, it's very lengthy and I'm only going to be reading from certain parts of it, but it's well worth your consideration because this article documents the aftermath of the California fires, and the article's titled, quote, California Insurance Exodus, Homeowner Coverage Evaporating in the Wake of the California Wildfires. And I'm going to read just a few paragraphs from the beginning of this to let you see how this fits perfectly, this model of disaster capitalism that I've been talking about in the blogs and that Catherine Austin Fitz and I have been talking about in some of her quarterly reports. 
Quote, the California wildfire catastrophe continues for many residents even after the fires go out. Vulnerable residents are left with a mess to clean up or their homes have been reduced to ashes. But even as the ashes are settling, residents of wildfire-ravaged areas that the California Department of Insurance is calling the Wildland Urban Interface, or WUI, are facing yet another looming threat. National big-name insurance companies offering home and property insurance are cutting their losses and evacuating California in droves, leaving entire communities in financial crisis. California communities already devastated by wildfires or even just in high-risk fire zones are facing double and triple rate hikes or being dropped from their insurance carriers altogether. Two consecutive disastrous wildfire seasons have created a budding insurance crisis for thousands of Californians who live in and around fire-prone areas. Now, translate this to New South Wales in Australia, folks. Stung by the $24 billion in losses, insurers are imposing rate heights or dumping customers altogether, leaving homeowners to seek replacement policies that can be two or three times as expensive. The rate of affected California residents continues to grow. So far, insurers have dropped 350,000 California residents from their policies. Now, I'm skipping a few paragraphs here. Many longtime residents are scrambling to find affordable homeowners insurance after either receiving notice of cancellation of their policy or enormous rate hikes. And I know one individual in California that has had this happen to them, all right? Those with existing mortgages are required to keep insurance in order to keep their homes. Their options are either to find an insurer or be forced to sell their home. Some who have paid off their homes are simply risking being without coverage. So in other words, the easy way to drive people out of their property, if the fires don't burn you out and you can't pick up their land on the cheap, cancel their insurance, make it unaffordable, then the people have to sell their home. Disaster capitalism par excellence. Penny, a real estate agent who shared her story with the organic prepper, said, quote, they can no longer afford their mortgage they were able to qualify for and the additional insurance payments. And if you don't find insurance, your lender, bank, or mortgager will tack onto your payment to cover the insurance through some affiliate that they have, and you lose the option to shop for something affordable. Those who have their homes paid off are opting not to cover and figure they will just have a mortgage if a fire occurs. Some have lowered it by raising their deductible. It's really sticker shock for people to see their homeowner's premium go from $1,200 to $3,600. And that's what's going on in California. Insurance companies are leaving the state, refusing to insure homeowners. And I suspect if my disaster capitalism model is uh, indeed what's going on here and these fires in New South Wales continue, that you might find a similar thing happening there. The real question is, are these fires in New South Wales, and I hope that you folks in Australia that are members or regular um, listeners uh, on this website and to the, these podcasts, 
Let me know if you find any pictures of odd things about these fires like we saw in California. There's only that one picture in that article from uh, Australia that may indicate something fishy going on. It's only one picture. That's not a pattern. It's only enough to raise suspicion. But I strongly suspect that since the police there are now talking about the fact, as we saw with California, with the presence of the American military around some of those fires in, in uh, the Silicon Valley and north of San Francisco, that the presence of the military may indicate that there is actual active involvement of somebody at some point that wants these people driven out of their homes. You don't get uniforms and documentation and badges and so on without somebody planning this. So if you have any more information about these fires in New South Wales, I'd be I'd be ready to take and hear all pictures, claims, articles, and so on, because something is suspicious. My suspicion generally is that California, as always, has been used as kind of a beta test model for the application of this principle on a much wider basis. And my suspicion, although it's not uh, based on very much evidence at this point, is we might be looking at something similar now going on in New South Wales. We saw, we saw the Katrina hurricane uh, earlier in the 2000s, and that was kind of a beta test for disaster capitalism as well. Because if you go back and look at the weather videos, that hurricane, in my opinion, was steered directly towards New Orleans. So there's lots going on here, folks. Something to be aware of. I'm very suspicious of these fires and then these insurance companies pulling out and leaving people high and dry. It's an easy way to pick up lots of property on the cheap. And again, Sydney in Australia is a heavily uh, metropolitan area, a large population and land. If you're wanting land on the cheap, this is the way to do it. So anyway, look uh, for those of you in Australia, if you can find any more information or find any anomalous things going on, pictures and so on, please do share them with me. Don't forget, folks, tomorrow we do have the vid chat. Uh, this will be the last vid chat for the month of November. Uh, I've got uh, some other commitments coming up towards the tail end of November and, of course, the American Thanksgiving holiday. Then in December, we're front-loading vid chats again. There will be two America's Pacific vid chat. Uh, that's the late vid chat at 6.30 and one European African time zone vid chat. So that schedule's already posted. Don't forget. And send in your questions early, please. As always, I'll be in the chat room uh, tomorrow early for a little pre-chat and conversation and so on, and then the chat itself starts at 2 p.m. All right, that's it for today, folks. Uh, send in those articles, pictures, if you got them about these fires in New South Wales, because it's getting interesting. And we'll see you on the flip side, everybody. Bye-bye, and God bless.